Welcome to this edition of When the Biomass Hits the Wind Turbine, a discussion of sustainable living and what that means to you and me. I am Jay Warmke. I'm Annie Warmke. You're Annie Good Warmke morning. for Good sure. Good evening. And, and today we're going to be talking about this recent campaign about no solar on prime farmland. You may have seen the signs or my alternate title is a man's home is his castle unless you're doing something I don't like. So, <laughs> so that's pretty well, much that's it. That's true if you're not, like, if you're not in the 1% anyway. Right. So, so. <laughs> What, what prompted this discussion is, is I do a lot of solar assessments, and as I was driving around northwestern Ohio, northern Ohio, uh, I started seeing a lot of these signs that basically they're all the same. They, they show no, no solar on prime farmland. And, and I was thinking about this because they're all the same. And I thought, somebody's paying for these things. This is an organized effort. It's not like somebody got up today and right. goes, you know, I don't like solar. But they're all over the state because right. where I buy my feed from a, direct from the farmer, he has a bunch of them going along the the front of his property line. Sure. Well, so, so I started looking into it a little bit um, to see who's behind this, what's behind it, what they're claiming, why the they Coke don't brothers. like it. Well, we always end Monsanto. up at the, at the Koch brothers. Well, Monsanto, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Those I don't know. But um, <sighs> but so I do have some sympathy for it. Um, very okay, at the very hear, surface level. Because prime farmland, nice farmland, should not be the first choice for solar. It but it's should okay be to make a development. Oh, I know, I know. I'm not fine with that either. But I'm just saying that my sympathy extends to where. If if we have a choice of where to put them, I would rather put them on already damaged property. You know, if it's yeah, a, well, a coal mine, reusing. Sites. Yeah. So so what they do, what these properties are classified as, is there's brownfields. Now brownfields are sites that have been disturbed or developed or polluted in some way where there is toxic remnants, like a coal mine, like a power plant or an industrial or facility, a, a chemical, a chemical mm -hmm. facility. And, and usually there's a lot of um, EPA oversight when you want to go and develop this because you might find that you're disturbing, uh, you go plow things up and you're disturbing asbestos or something that might come into the atmosphere. And, and so these brownfields, because there is an added layer of cost um, in the I Inflation Reduction Act, they did put a 10% bump, basically, you get an additional 10% tax credit if you develop a brownfield. Um, my guess is, though, that doesn't cover the added cost of developing a brownfield. So, so I think we need to somehow incentivize more, uh, whether it's carrot or whether it's stick, I don't know, but to say, all right, these, these sites really should be the first ones developed. Well, there are some incentives. I know uh, Reimagine Appalachia is uh, just got a $10 million grant from, um, I, I believe it was the Appalachian Regional Commission, and they're working with a couple of other groups to, uh, and have been working on this for a long time, several years now, uh, to go in and provide incentives and get communities to work together for these um, uh, fossil fuel sites uh, to be, you know, re, re 
repurposed, reevaluated, reimagined in some mm -hmm. form or fashion. Okay, well, that's and that's all good. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time on that particular aspect of it. There are also gray fields. Gray fields are you can think of them like shopping malls. Um, big facilities, <laughs> basically concrete, you there, know, a lot of brown concrete. fields too. I well, think but, the but they're not there. necessarily EPA type. And level. they also were built almost always on, on prime farmland farm farm yes. because it's flat. The old Walmarts that they go in and they develop. And then three, three years later, they close them down and yeah. build one across the street. So, so that's it. And then there's green fields. Now green fields are basically undisturbed, um, land that that you know the unicorns dance through and fairy dust and and sparkly now the farmers will all say their farmland is greenfield but it's not no. it's not considered greenfield because it's completely industrialized it's full yeah. of pesticides it, it's, it's full a of brownfield for it, sure i don't know if they quite get there but they're definitely not pristine well, you undeveloped stand there land. while they're spraying and you say it doesn't impact your health i mean monsanto has oh, yeah. been sued and lost around non-Hodgkin's lymphoma from sure. Freddy Roundup spray, which is what they primarily right. spray. Okay. I can see I'm going to have to keep redirecting you okay. back to solar. But here, here's the thing <laughs> so, that I want to say uh -huh. that it, when I read about these different issues around, you know, don't make prime farmland be a solar field, I have to say to myself, you know, this is such narrow thinking because sure. that farmer needs money or he wouldn't be, or she wouldn't be uh, agreeing to some kind of a, a lease payment. Um, but on the other hand, the reason it's so narrow and short-sighted is that land is still available. Sure. Okay. Well, don't, don't get shattered. ahead. Don't get ahead of me. Oh, on this. Okay. All right. So let me, let me back up a little bit here and say, all right, what, who's behind this? So, uh, so I started doing a little bit of research, as much research the as big I ever boys do. Boys are coming to town. Yeah, and and a lot of this is coming from a group called Citizens for Responsible oh, Solar. Always, yeah, always. Citizens for Responsible Solar. So, who is Citizens for Responsible Solar? Turns out, it's a Virginia Virginia organization. But when I say Virginia, it's really Based. Washington D.C. Oh yeah. Uh huh. And and it's headed up by a woman. Um, oh, her last name is Ralston. I don't remember her first name, but like she, Ralston Green or company. Yeah, Ralston. But that's not it. Um, but she was the assistant to Karl Rove oh, in the Bush administration. So she's a lovely soul. She was also the assistant a to caring, to a soul. fella named. Um, uh, Abramoff, Jack oh, Abramoff. And she's also willing yeah. to look uh, overlook shyster and fraud. Well, well, she had to resign from the White House because all of the people she worked for were basically under indictment. Abramoff ended up going to prison for yes. scamming Native Didn't American tribes. No, no, no. He oh, he's he, back. he got out after four years. He was scamming Native American tribes when they were applying for uh, casino permits, and he was raking off several million dollars. And and so he he had a road to Damascus kind of conversion when he was in prison, came out a reformed man, uh, you know, born again, whatever, and yeah. and then went right back into scamming people about Bitcoin. So he's back in prison, or at least he was. I don't know if he still is. Um, of course, this was um, I all thought of, he died in prison. Uh, he, I don't know. I don't want to say that he did. Um, <laughs> 
So, so <laughs> this organization is behind it. Now, when you start trying to trace back a lot of their funding, it, it's kind of interesting because it's, it, well, like all these organizations, it's very opaque. They don't mm, really. But it's not a nonprofit either, is it? It's a company. I don't know if it's a nonprofit or not, but, but they do, um, a lot of the people involved are also in positions of authority with the group. Have you heard of ALEC, the American yeah. Legislative? They, mm -hmm. they do a lot of these. It's a, a Republican-type mm -hmm. organization. Then there's um, an organization tied to the Koch brothers. So they're funneling a lot of money. So fossil fuel interest is there. Uh, an organization tied to the Peabody coal mining company. Oh, goody. So there, again, more fossil fuels coming in. And then the ones that actually have to disclose their contributions, because they are government bodies or nonprofits, uh, U.S. Chamber of Commerce, they're well, the, they're there. If it's not good for small farmers, <laughs> it's they're well, they're going to be there. That was part of the old Newt Gingrich contract for mm -hmm. America, very tied in with the Republic. The Republican Governors Association gave them a hundred thousand dollars for this. The Republican Mayors Group. So um, they're really more like it's the one Republican of those, Party. Well, it's really more one of those PACs where they raise money and then give it to other I, people in government. I guess I guess the thing that surprised me it didn't surprise me the fossil fuels were involved with this um, it surprised me that it was very much a Republican party thing um, you know they've decided clearly this is one of those culture war, kind of thing. Yeah, we can rally we can rally the yeah. farmers who tend to be conservative around something which is really uh it's a, for their benefit. Yes, it's <laughs> so. for it's for in and it's saying you don't want that money, don't take that money. We'll right. we'll are over here. We we know what's best for you but they don't vote for what's best. They've never even passed a farm bill this year. Uh-huh. So do you support it or not? <laughs> well, I don't I do not All I right. do not support Okay, so so I <laughs> you asked me a question. I I do not support the narrow thinking that's right. in this uh because I do believe that we can protect farmland by doing things like this sure. where we reinvent how we grow food. Okay, so I I guess the reason I bring up all of these contributors and people who are involved in this organized program because it, it clearly is an organized thing. Um, is is just because it surprised me that it was really so partisan. Um, I assumed it would be. <laughs> it would be is very partisan. But it shouldn't be, and it hasn't been in well, the past. Well, so food shouldn't be partisan, but yeah, it is. But, Poor people shouldn't be partisan. Okay, so is. so what's what's the argument that they're making? All right, uh, that's not a question. Not that's money a for fossil that's fuel a industry. Okay, that's so so. What I I, I want you to dis. Um, or bankrupt the farmers. I don't want you to shoot down every one of these arguments <laughs> as I say them. Okay, okay, I'll try not to, but I can't help I, it. It's I, like you're you're giving me one-liners. All right, to give you zingers. Okay, I, can't I may help have it. to put a, a mental straitjacket on you here. I just want oh, to say, what? what is their argument? You know, because clearly they, mean, they've got they to have an argument. The Republican. Well, the the group, the oh, the Citizens the for Responsible Solar. So they've got a website. They've got a website, yeah, and they no, do. they don't claim to represent corporate America, well, although we know to. they That's are. That's who funds them. But okay, so the first thing they say 
is that solar. I have one other question. <laughs> okay, I didn't farmer... even get to number one. Are there any farm farmer groups that, that support the I don't. Storm? I have no idea. Apparently I not. doubt it. I yeah, doubt it. Are there any too. actual farmer groups? Oh, yes, there are. Okay, so they say that solar um, has a negative impact for the ecosystem and it's bad for the environment. Okay. Oh, she's trying to talk. <laughs> I'm not, I'm okay. not going to okay. say a word. So basically, got, we have many podcasts that answer that. Basically, their <laughs> position is we, the farmers, are the are the environmental stewards of the land, <laughs> and solar is harming this agrarian lifestyle that we love. Okay, that's argument number one. Okay, argument number two is this is all a plot by big tech and to get government subsidies to try and push forward their high-tech agenda on us. So, What does high-tech have to do with generating electricity what, with the sun? What it's doing is saying, there is the other guy who you are to hate. Uh, uh, that's us the versus only, them. That, that's the mm -hmm. only purpose of that. They're basically saying they're taking your There's tax the dollars. There's the rich boys, and they're making all the money. Right. And and so you should be against this. And and yeah. probably Bill Gates is putting chips in your cows um, through solar. So, um, okay, so I'm now doing what I warned you not to do. <laughs> no, I'm just going, wait a minute. Uh-huh. <laughs> Okay, so so argument number three is solar panels produce huge amounts of toxic waste. Okay, wait, I'm going to address these in a minute, but this is their argument, and and I must say this argument is very persuasive with people. So already they've told you it's destroying our landscape, it's being manipulated by high tech people so they can get your tax money. And it's polluting your land and it's polluting okay, the area. But the people the that live around those places know that it's the farmer. Uh, don't don't, don't and go Monsanto's there. Monsanto's products and they, DuPont's products. They and, don't know that. Yes, they, they don't do, believe it. But the, they don't care. No, the farmers don't believe that their their practices are they polluting. They say the it doesn't really hurt people. Okay, I'm gonna stop right here and <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not gonna stop. I'm just gonna let I was everybody thinking, know. No, you're not. You're not just getting I'm gonna started. let you know that you're listening <laughs> to when the biomass hits oh. the wind turbine with Jay and the ever vocal Annie Warmke. <laughs> reminding you it is indeed the end of the world as we know it. Oh. And thank God. Thank God. Okay, so well, I was I'm waiting on this part to be the end of the world, <laughs> but not yet. Okay, so we're talking about the campaign that's like no solar on prime farmland, which you may or may not be aware of. If you live in the Midwest, you're probably seeing signs, wondering where they're coming from, why we they're have happening. To leave the city um, to see it. Yeah. Well, ideally. Um, so. So anyway. So. So argument number four: solar's unreliable. <laughs> Okay, bad idea. You know, okay, so already we've said it's destroying our country way of life. It's being organized by high tech to take your to take your tax dollars. It's toxic and polluting, and it doesn't even work. So that's argument number four. Boy, there's a lot of people making mistakes then, aren't there? And argument number five oh, is one wait. of these saying, and the reason they're saying we have to do this is because of climate change, and this that produces so much CO2 that you just wouldn't believe it. So well, they don't believe in climate change, first of all, and they probably matter. don't even know what CO2 is except the farts from their cows. Yeah. So, so okay. So, so why is this suddenly, you know, a resonating issue? 
And it really is because there's a lot more solar. I mean, if it wasn't happening, if it wasn't happening, if it wasn't legitimately happening, Mm -hmm. then nobody would care. But Ohio, since that's where we're sort of located, is a prime example that as of January 1st uh, of this year, 2023, um, there were only about 45 or 450 megawatt of utility scale solar. So to give you a sense of that, one megawatt requires six to eight acres. So we're really only talking about a couple thousand, a few thousand acres of of land that is at the moment dedicated to to solar. But there's 6,000 megawatt of, of solar that's been approved. So already then you just take 6,000 times eight, whatever, you know, my math is uh, not going to be. Uh, <laughs> Six times eight is 40. Um, so no, for yeah, 50,000 acres. Yeah. yeah so so um, that's a lot of land, whether it's half a million or 50,000, still a lot of land. So and this is just the beginning because nationwide, um, about 26% of all electricity is generated through renewable energy. Ohio only has about 4%. So we've got a lot of catch up. So there's going to be a lot of land. And so people are sort of lining up and saying this is going to be a bigger and bigger thing. So, so here's my here here's my caveat. So it's all fine and good that all and not every project is being approved because we sure. see in the Farm and Dairy Journal um, that uh, they love to report who's getting approval and who isn't getting approval. And so there are projects that are not not going forward. I don't know if they have to comply differently to pass the you know get your $200 if you pass go. But, but here's my complaint is this is just willy nilly happening. There is not, there's no concession for how do we keep this land productive? Um, And I do know that farming has to transition from thousands of acres by one farm to splitting up how we raise food and feed people. We have to change that. But what I'm getting at is it's a it's like a black and white issue. Oh, we're going to make this prime land into solar farms. Right. So therefore, it cannot be farmland anymore. And that's yeah. baloney. Okay. Well, uh, let's, nobody's let's, being held accountable let's not, for how that happens. Let's not divert ourselves to there because that's a whole different world of the fact that there is no universal planning structure about anything. But no, that's why let me let me try and knock down it. let me try and knock down their arguments at the moment, uh, right, you know, one by down. one. Um, that that uh, solar is disrupting their um, pristine um, agrarian lifestyle. Have you ever driven down a country road and seen the the incredible? Yeah. It's like junkyards in a lot of these places. Right. It is already uh, the American way of farming is an industrial process. Right. Well, and the people who run these mega farms are are factory workers, basically, just doing what they're told. It's terrible. That picture that they have at the grocery store with the farmer on the little red tractor with his dog following him, that does not exist 
in in the corporate world where your food comes from. Sure. And and so we say, okay. Then the other argument as part of that is, okay, when you take farmland out of production, you're hurting our farming, our food infrastructure. And and we could say, first off, why do you care if your competitor goes out of business? Shouldn't that make your product that much more expensive. So that's a weird argument to be making that I don't want my competition to, to go away. Um, so if you don't want solar on your farm, you have every right to say, I don't want solar on my farm, but, right. but you don't have the right to say, I don't want solar on my neighbor's farm. So that's mm-hmm. the strange thing. Well, the problem, just let me get back to the problem, boys, which is what we're talking about is that Making a living at farming is very complicated. And I don't mean so much of the business person because farmers don't tend to be business people uh, in my experience. But <laughs> but the problem is that it's very complicated. So if you sure. come along and you say, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm the lease guy and I want to, I want to negotiate a lease with you. That person is probably not making a living. They make money. Like they used to sure. tell me uh, the, men farmers that I used to have to interact with. Okay. So we make 52,000, but it costs us 56 to make that 52. Sure. And so the way they end up a lot of times making money is on loss. So through their insurance, sure, their insurance and also their subsidies and all of that. Well, it is very attractive. Okay. But let me get to the economic issue because it is very attractive that, that solar leasing on average goes somewhere between 400 and $2,000 an acre. So if you just say about a thousand dollars an acre, for a long term, twenty I mean, years, yeah, you're going to count on that for twenty years. Most and it's farmers every are year. dead by then because most farmers sure. are in their fifties. And this is a thousand dollars an acre compared to in a good year about five hundred an acre for corn uh, or wheat or soybeans. Um, so so you're making twice as much money doing nothing. No, you're making more because you twice have as to much. plant. You have to plant that acreage and harvest that I know, acreage. But I, that's what I just said. You're not doing anything. Yeah. yeah. So you're making twice as much. So it's very attractive to the farmer, for sure. I think the people who are putting up the signs are mad because no one's asked them, you know, but, but it's like. That, so I think the people putting up the signs have no thought about how yeah, this is actually. They're just angry. They're being manipulated. They're angry. And this is a, a way for them to express okay. their frustration. Another thing about saying that it puts the food in peril. Well, when I was looking at this, about 45% of all of the corn grown in America it's is grown, food. no, to make ethanol. What it's it's not ethanol? food. It's not food. It's not for animals. It's not for people. It is a energy crop. And, and so solar on your farm takes up one third the amount of land for the same energy production as planting corn. So to argue that you're taking food out of people's mouths is silly because actually you're putting two thirds of the land back in production that could be used for food. So it's a spurious argument. It's well, just not legitimate. It would be interesting legitimate. to see also because we export a huge amount. Well, but that's food, food for people and and our. I don't know, care. Animals. It's not for the people in this country, and they would yeah. be arguing against that as well. All right. So big tech subsidized. Well, okay. What can you say? Uh, solar is already the cheapest form of energy without subsidies, and fossil fuels are subsidized to the hilt. So that's just trying to create an enemy, trying to create the other. Are any big tech solar farms 
have they taken over farmland? No, but they're buying the energy. A lot of the Amazons mm -hmm. and, and uh, Microsoft Google. and those kind of mm -hmm. people are buying the energy from these farms. So it's an easy target. Uh, large amounts of toxic waste. Um, this is this is kind of weird. Um, first off, what they did, what they do on their website is they cite an article uh, on, the, on, the, on this uh, Citizens for Responsible uh -huh, Solar. Uh -huh. They cite an article that was put out by one of the solar groups saying that in the year 2050, we might experience a certain amount of problems with um, disposing of old solar panels. And the article really was talking about here's a bunch of opportunities for recycling because there's really, most of the solar panels are made out of glass, aluminum, silver, all of these things can be recycled. They're not yet into that stream because there aren't that many of them really at the moment. Um, but this is an op opportunity. 25 years or more product. Yeah. And it's in the future and they're yeah. there. And, and, and they literally say that, it will produce two to three times as much waste as plastics by the year 2050, which when you look at it, it's just, it's silly because- I was say, where is the data? Where's the science There is data? none. It's uh -huh. just, it's just made up. It's just yeah. absolutely, this one is just a bold faced lie. Uh, and how do you argue against somebody who's mm -hmm. just willing also, to say- how do we weigh that against the pollution? Plus solar panels. All years that kills all these things yeah. and kills people. You could just as easily say solar panels will pull the moon down and it will hit the planet. <laughs> you know, it, you can just oh, throw something out there. Oh, now I've started something. So <laughs> uh, the argument that solar is unreliable, well, you know, there's there's some argument to that, but but that's- irrelevant um, because it is producing when it's producing and that's how they're that's how they're harvesting it doesn't mean we don't need other sources several sources to to pick up the slack mm -hmm. uh, and some countries like germany have done that very efficiently in fact they have given people incentives to have solar instead of fighting it all the time yeah. it's ridiculous and, and their last argument is that the production of solar panels the putting in of solar fields do release CO2 into the environment. There's the use of concrete, there's the creation of the panels, and you can go, yeah, that's all true. Compared to what? Their cows Compared to, no. that's one of the largest but, contributors. But if you want energy, it's coming from somewhere. Well, that's right. And so solar is a lot less CO2 um, generating than all of the alternatives pretty much with the exception maybe of wind and hydro. Well, so what, so what does this woman who heads this, what is her long-term game plan? Because it seems like the goal is to rebel rouse farmers into saying we're against solar. It's a, it's creating another uh, hook, another culture war that, that you can simply now mobilize within the Republican party um, a, a opportunity for, um, discord, you well, know, or to support fossil fuel. Wouldn't that be more? It's part case? of it. That's who's paying for it. It's all sort of mixed together, but it is just another political, uh, culture war thing. And that's all. And, and this one is kind of it on the face of it. If you really look into it, it's pretty silly. It's the like arguments are pretty smack, silly. Smacking the mice around and the mice yeah. are the farmers. But it it there doesn't have to be a legitimate reason when you start doing this, and and unfortunately, well, we follow I, the money. I think Where's the people the who are putting up the signs, um, you know, they may be they may be um, 
you know, sincere in their, in their feeling, but I think they're just being manipulated by folks who that's what their job is to manipulate people into taking silly action. Well, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. <laughs> okay. Well, it's not going to be paved <laughs> with, with solar panels because <laughs> that's a dumb idea. Anyway, I <laughs> don't know where I went with that. No, uh, anyway. think about it. I know we're okay. out of time, but just think about it. You know, they have good intentions, but it's not, it's not okay. Right. And, and they're, and they're going against their own self-interest and their own political beliefs. Yes, really. That's right. Exactly. Okay. Well, you have been listening to when the biomass hits the wind turbine with Jay and Annie Warmke. <laughs> we want to thank our, I don't know, always glowing, ever producing Mr. producer, Adam Rich. Adam Rich. Yes. And we want to thank you for spending just a little bit of time with us. And as your grandmother hopefully told you the secret to a happy and sustainable life. Is- Play nice with others Clean up your own mess and eat your vegetables. All right. Till next time. You can find more information on living sustainably in our unsustainable world at blueRockStation.com.